Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. I will name this uh, the number of this podcast, even though I wasn't going to do that because we were going to keep the podcasts um, unnumbered when we did these specials that were recorded. But we are recording this close enough that I feel confident that this is going to be the next podcast out. And I think yeah. it's the perfect time for it because the way it's shaping up, we're not trying to date these podcasts. This is going to be the mid-season review episode. We are trying to make sure that we've got some content over the Christmas break. We are asking people for some input on that. If the input hasn't been there, <laughs> there's a chance that you don't Please get much talking Wednesday over Christmas. Please say so, something because it'll be nice. The thing is, though, we're talking about this now. I'm kind of saying this on the podcast because if there's not been enough writings and I've tried in the Discord and I've tried in the chat, you know, and people yeah. are busy, that's fine. That might be why there's one less episode over Christmas or New Year because... That episode where I was going to do like a mailbag or something ain't going to be there because there's not been enough yeah. interaction in that. And that's part of the community side of this podcast. We want we want those write-ins for that sort of thing. I always said some people write one and then get miffed that we've not put it so they'd never comment again or they comment like ages and ages down the line. If you keep interacting when we get to these sort of stuff and keeping the loop, these are the ones where I'm like, right, that's cool, yeah. that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. Um, but it's yes, it's the festive period. We are taking some time for yes. ourselves as much as we can, really, at the minute. Uh, so we are going to do the mid-season review because it is the right sort of time, really, for Wednesday. We don't know currently what's happening. They've just called no. in real time of the time of recording this. Games are being called off. Our game called off. Donny game called off. I think Crew game called off. There's a lot of game getting called off all the Left, right, and centre. There's a push um, from the Premier League to halt yeah. halt football till January. They like to do it. They like to do. Well, I read that they're talking about trying to do a winter break till Feb. Oh right, through through that sort of thing. Well, yeah, they've they've pushed for a winter break in itself for a long time. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was sort of another way of this, and it helps. But this time it's... it will be a winter. I think it will be a winter break throughout of all leagues, not just the Premier. League. I I understand it. I understand yeah, the necessity of it. I think it's difficult at the minute without getting too political because when you're seeing the level of hypocrisy on on show, and I don't even think that's getting too political now because I think no matter which way you lean, there's hypocrisy right in front of our faces. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I read some more today and it just made me feel really, really rubbish because it's like you just, we've just got mug on our face. It's why I understand why people... You, you've always got to listen to the science, right? But I understand why when the person who's responsible for saying that science, you're not going to trust him anymore. So people no. people are getting angrier. People are, are tired now. You know, it's it feels like all this could have been avoided. We all were saying, some of us were saying this last year about it, it's all avoidable. Now yeah. it's just another wave of that. It's tiring. It, and I'll be honest, it, personally, I would hate football to get cancelled over Christmas because it's one of the best things about the Christmas period yep. from a fan of football's perspective. I've got to look at the bigger picture here, but the bigger picture is getting even tiresome for me now who's been, everybody stay safe, do all that. Because mm. if we'd have managed our way out of a paper bag, we'd have been able to control this a little bit better than it's been controlled. So, so it's frustrating now. Very frustrating. But that's not very Christmassy, is it? It's not... No, but my jumper is. <laughs> No, it is. You've got a Christmas jumper on. I've not, I've not put mine on, but I might do for that mailbag if, if we do it. Yes, it is the festive period. It is. Uh, Sheffield are Wednesday you all ready for Christmas? Inch. I am. Uh, I am currently wrapping actually. Um, and I have got all the presents in the other room. 
And after we've recorded this, I've got to go and do some, go and buy some last minute bits <coughs> just to add to some presents. But yeah. I have, I have mainly got what I need to get doing. I'm going away as well for a couple of days. St- got to wrap up some work things going away. Um, seeing my friend Adam for long time viewers of the channel. I've seen him popped up on this, this channel before we try and do a Christmas visit usually. So I'm going to go, go see him for a couple of days and then, yeah, we're, we're, we're all in for Christmas really. So hopefully we can have a fairly uninterrupted one this Christmas. And it's not the, the mental cases of it was last year where we were all being good and uh, people were partying, you know? So, well, let's uh, hope there's <laughs> there's none of that this year. Speaking of, by the way, my both of my workplaces that I do a bit of work for have cancelled their Christmas parties this year. So if they can do it, anyone can do it, right? Yep. And that's this year, not even last year when well, we all had to cancel I'm it. Meant, I'm meant to be going to a Christmas family meal on Sunday, but at this moment in time, I can't see that happening. Yeah. Kind of thing, because it's all just all up in the air. You've not had COVID, have you? No, we've done no. very well not to, considering my wife worked with the NHS. No, that is impressive. I mean, <laughs> like, obviously, because I've had it, and uh, it's yeah. kind of gone through a bit of my family now as well, it's one where I've pretty much got the maximum protection from it, but even I'm still like, look, I've got to look at it from the lens of not being a hypocrite now, you know? Yeah. So it's a case of, I've been saying stay safe for all of it because I wanted to stay safe myself. And I have st- I, I'm st- I'm still going to have that lens, even though I've not... Because you can carry it, you can do all of those yeah. things. So I, now it's sort of a case of just trying to be a responsible person. But I'm just... I have been tired for it, even before I got it, of all the... Just the inconsistency in the process of it, you know? we Yeah. It's, it's tiresome. I think we're all tired it, of it now. I can't wait to it, not talk it, about it, it anymore. It, it getting to that point where eventually something's got to give, but I don't know what's going to give first. Uh, the people or the government, and so we'll see what happens. It's, mm. it's, if, you, if you're trying to do that kind of tug of war kind of thing, very, it's very much very close to everything happening. And with our game being called off, apparently there's been some cases in our camp. So get well soon, hope everything's fine. And finger crossed, one of those things is let's hope Darren Moore don't get it again because he was very poorly last time with it. Yeah, I'm really, that's no, that, obviously, best wishes to all of them. Yeah. It's quite telling that the Christmas due was last week, wasn't it? Mm. You know, so yep. there's all sorts of that. I assume they've probably had plus ones to that, things like that. That's all it takes, you know, and we've seen it in football, Christmas dues that have been kicking off, that yep. sort of thing. So allegedly there's some reports that that's potentially where it's come from, but we don't know the specifics. So it would be interesting to see. But obviously everybody stay safe. I'd hope with these athletes in fine condition even though it can affect you if you're in fine condition i hope that they uh they are all decent and stay safe, safe through it yep. yep but it's it's just i can't wait till hopefully next year we don't have to talk about all this we were saying all this last year at christmas you know we were. there's three ways to contain a pandemic you know there's three ways to proceed through a pandemic there's the sort of crush mentality where you crush through it but that means that requires a whole world effort of basically being as harsh as possible and crushing elements of the virus there's delay and vaccinate which is the the most humane way to do it and yep. the way we should have all decided to do it straight away rather than talks of which is the third the hu- herd immunity racing through it pandemic can be over in a few months if you race through it it can be over in about a year you know because Look everybody's because everyone's dead right in in the race through it one 
uh, everyone who's going to die from it is dead, basically. And no vaccination. Delay and vaccinate was the best way to do it. Yeah. But... The best country that handled it was New Zealand. Yeah. And some of the... Um, I think Sweden and Finland did quite well because they managed to keep everything fine. And It's quite obvious anything. we can't control this now, right? No. And no matter what your stance on vaccination is, we're not going to talk about that. I think Klopp's been saying some brilliant things lately. But I think it's a case of... We clearly can't contain this. We clearly can't prevent it completely. Flu jabs have been around for a long time. COVID is one of those things that if we have got the... The plan is clearly now we can't fight against it, give as much many people of the vaccine as possible, try and protect the most vulnerable through it and get, eventually get back to some sort of normality. However, there's just so many variables around that at the minute, you know, and it's, yeah. it's the difficulty there. But thought we'd mention that at the start because we don't know where this podcast is going to land with it all. So hopefully... We may, we may have to halfway through... The- January be going right. We're going to do a talking Wednesday, but it might be talking Wednesday in a FIFA sense because we don't have any game to talk about. Yeah, well, I will say, even if they start messing around with stuff, we are. This is technically licensed work. This is technically work. What we're doing, yeah. so we would still do our special. We both lateral. Fl- we both do our tests. Make sure we're both vaccinated people. We'd follow all the guidelines, yeah. and we would still do that in-person episode because we've been waiting for so long and you think podcasts don't shut down do you know what i mean Um, if anything more popped up during the pandemic the thing i got this load that i listened to during the pandemic is like we'd love to do a new episode for you but we're really busy at the minute we're both working so we can't get you that episode and it's like it was just something to do yeah no it was uh we'll talk about all the procedures and, and the way it was born out of it there and Obviously, there's a reason, there's a reason this is this podcast tailed a little bit. It's because I've not been able to put the same level of effort I was into it. This podcast was, you know, hitting really, yeah, really strong numbers, and it's settled obviously because it does. But it's every time I do put the effort in for a week, you see the numbers come straight back up, and I, I, I've, I'm putting as much effort into it as I can at the minute, which is basically just getting the podcast out every week. Yeah. You know, because because of how busy uh, I am, but. I did say I'd keep it constant, and it's something we've managed so yeah, far. Done. So, right, that is the intro to this episode. This is going to be the mid-season review. We're going to talk about our signings. We're going to talk about the season overall, a little bit about what we can do next. We're going to do some more looking to the future episodes, maybe another special yeah. around New Year. Probably in the New Year, we'll do one that's been pre, uh, pre-recorded and we'll chat about. And we should be back to you by the time games are supposedly coming back. Uh, in January, sort of mid-January, early mid-January, whatever that weekend is. That at should the be moment, there. we still don't know if the Sunderland game going ahead or anything. Yeah, so we'll see what yeah. happens when it comes around to that. But let's talk about Sheffield Wednesday's season so far. So it was a season that started with optimism. You know, there'd been a clear out. It had been spoken about the Wednesday Definitely needed a rebuild. Everybody in the summer was praising Darren Moore for doing a job with Little because a lot of people do tend to forget that there's been the embargo there. We've not been able to sign players. Every player's had to be free. We have signed permanents. Funnily enough, players under contract, but they've agreed to terminations and free transfers and things like that. So there's been a lot of logistics to build a squad. And the signs of Darren Moore bringing in these players and working with Chancery in that way, a lot of people were saying, and a lot of people have said, this is a better squad than we had, yeah. you know, later, it, you know, uh, sorry, later last season, this is a better squad than we had then. 
it was a really weird preseason as well. When when you look at the preseason game, because we had the loss to Celtic, then we beat Chester, beat Alfton, lost to Barnsley, lost to West Brom, and then beat Port uh, beat Port Vale. And if you've ever seen when these stats, if we have a really good preseason, it normally means we're in for a bad season. Yeah, because that's how it normally goes. If we're if whenever I've seen preseason games and it's all been bad and it's been losses, I'm like, great, we're better on for the rest of the season. And the players we were getting in, there were times where we were like, are we going to have a squad? Are we going to have players in? Because it took a long time for some of these players to get in, and then suddenly they all came at once. Yeah, and t- just on that bit alone, the recruitment side of it, you just got to praise Darren Moore and the people around him for what they've done because it's quite impressive that bringing in the players and the quality with zero money to bend. Definitely. Well, we that preseason was interesting, as you said. We've got we've got a lot of things to look at as uh, the season kicked off. We started at Charlton, so yeah, Charlton were a big test for us. And it was a nil-nil, you know. So Wednesday started with a nil-nil against Charlton. Optimism still there. Oh, this team's going to gel. Fast forward a week to Doncaster. That was an ideal test, you know. Darren Moore's former club coming to Hillsborough and Wednesday getting a 2-0 win on the 14th of August. The optimism starts to build there especially when you carry it on. And we don't play very well the next week, uh, sorry, the following Tuesday at Fleetwood. So we we nick it. We're at Hillsborough. Fleetwood have come to Hillsborough, Mm. but we get that 1-0 win. I remember watching that and being like, "Mm." we've not been great here, but if we're getting the wins, there was talks about getting the wins and we would, you know, if we're getting the wins in these circumstances, that's what Wednesday don't usually do. And then Rotherham, you know, this is our fourth match. And we win at Rotherham 2-0. Look at what Rotherham are doing now. Wednesday, newly relegated, get a 2-0 win away from home. That first four matches couldn't really have gone much better, apart from maybe getting the full three at Charlton. That is the perfect four. The Rotherham game is where we lose mass. And that's where we start to see a big problem in that midfield in terms of our cover. Luongo goes out and then it goes, oh, yeah. what do we do in this midfield? But remember in those early games, Adoniram were getting some game time and we'd be like, yeah, who's this guy? You know, because we'd not really seen him and we've got a gem here and there was the talks of that early on. We couldn't make it, f- I think if we'd have made that full five, they'd have been absolute happy clapping yeah. all the way through. But Morecambe beating us at Morecambe, I remember us being all right in that match as well. Yeah, but we, we absolutely battered them and it was one of those games where you were watching it going, we're going to have to go one of these or they're going to catch us out. And they did that. Yeah. And this is where we we start to see oh, Wednesday of old where creating enough chances, but we can't actually go. And we're like, have we actually got a goal scorer in this team to actually get up forward and do what we need to do? Because you look at what we let go, you're like, where is the goal going to come from? Because to start off with, a lot were just coming from midfield. Yeah. No, that's that's true. We we went into the Pizza Cup after that game and and battered the Newcastle under twenty one. Yeah, we did three <laughs> nil, and it brought us back on. And then we thought, right, back into the league, pick ourselves up against Plymouth. Ryan Lowe's Plymouth. They're a good side, but we're Wednesday. Yeah. We can, and they batter us. They absolutely did us three nil. Absolute this battering. Is, this is where we start to see a little <laughs> bit of Bailey Peacock Barrels. Nati- 
you can tell he don't play regular. Let's put it that way. Mm. And why he might be on loan at us. Because to start at that beginning bit, we were singing the praises, he was saving penalties. It was great. The Plymouth game, you start to see little bits. And I think it was the game where you said on the podcast, look, I said Jack Hunt's got an issue. He got sat down on his backside for that yeah. first. And it's like, see, it's there. When his legs were, yeah, the, the yeah. first signs that his legs were going, I was like, he's not the player we remember really here. He's still got it going forward, but he, the defending, like that was always an issue yeah. with Jack Hunt because he could cross and get forward. But getting back, he wasn't great. And the fact he's slower now mm. didn't help. And that was the signs there. So that sort of like brought us on to a couple of 1-1 results. Shrewsbury, yeah. that was an, a frustrating one or We weren't happy with that. We felt like we should have been doing better. The Innsbruck side out first goal. Yeah, true. One of his only. only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ipswich Town away again next. That was a one all. We were actually all right with that because we thought Ipswich have got a good side, but yeah. there was some murmurs in the fan base that they've not gelled. They yep. should be doing a lot better. They've got good players on paper. Maybe we should be getting the points here. This is where this, the murmurs were like, oh, Darren Moore is not consistent. The tactics here, it feels like we're, mm. we're not playing. We're not really taking off the shackles. Bear in mind, we had players out here. We didn't have Windass. We didn't, you know, we, no. we had players picking up knocks here and there. The injuries have started to creep in by this point in September. But then on the 28th, we went to Wigan and we were really good. We were very good. We were very good is, against Wigan. The nice thing about the Wigan game after the... Ipswich game after the blunder from Bailey, which went everywhere. Which is a, which where... is a point because that's the thing. That was an individual error, which meant we didn't yeah. get three points against Ipswich Town, which a lot of people, I think, at the time forgot. You know, that's if you look at the bigger picture here, even if you're looking at the scores, you forget that that one all wasn't really Wednesday one all. It was a no. one nil performance up until the the end when a, bl- a blunder pretty much cost us. But that Wigan game, we really played well. We played some good attacking football. And you could see what we were trying to do. That was the nice thing. You could see little bits of this playing from the back, how it could work if you get it right. Yeah. But you also had the thing where you're looking at this, you're looking at games that were coming up. It's like, right, we can kick on now. And we never got that little kick on going into it. It was always a stutter, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And the stutter came again because... God, I vlogged this. I think it's the only game I've vlogged this season because I, I don't like, I, you know, I'm not a massive get the camera <laughs> out. I think it can no. look a bit cringe sometimes. I try and do it in the least cringy way possible. But at Hillsborough, Oxford United, this result wasn't, a, this was very much a case of like where I went, oh God, this is League One, in it? Yeah. Because we played very well. The, the linesmen appeared to have no eyes. It was one of those typical ones where Oxford started... I was speaking to their fans and they were going, we don't usually play like this. We've had to resort to League One tactics because they started like time-wasting after their first goal. Wasn't this the game where uh, Shadipo had a goal disallowed? Uh, No. No, I don't think it was. Well, that's Shrovebury. Might have been Shrovebury. Yeah. Uh, The Oxford Oxford one was where they just... They got a goal and just sat down for a long time. Yeah. And then, to be fair, their second was superb. Wednesday, yeah, but Wednesday got back into it and they were doing it. And then it was the sucker punch Oxford coming into the latter stages again. They scored. They did the tactics. Yeah. They, that game plan was perfect with Oxford that time. But it, 
again, it wasn't the way they, it wasn't so much the uh, the way that they're used to playing, but apparently Oxford have become a bit one of those teams this season, apparently. Mm. That's what I've heard. They've done it in quite a few matches. But if it's getting the results, it's getting the results, you know. Then we went on to Mansfield, a memory of uh, that lad running all the way up the pitch when he scored a goal yeah. and, and conking out before he actually got there. I only just beat him though. Took a 90 minute. We did. Um, we did. We, we, we played a lot. We rotated. We rotated we for that match though. Tried some players out, which is what the pizza cup was quite good for. Then we went at home on the 9th of October. Bolton came to us. Kieran Lee returning to Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday got a 1-0 win there. Bolton weren't too too happy about it. Thought they could have at least got a point. They, they, they were saying, I remember, around that. But I thought we were good for the win. And it was just a sign of decent things for Wednesday there, really. Yeah. And you think, we'll take this to Wimbledon and we will get the three points. And obviously, because we think that, it's too all. Yeah. And unfortunately, that started a real, real chain of October draws. Mm. You pretty but much it also started, uh, we started looking at the games a little bit more. And this is where a lot of people are like going, is Darren Moore the right man? Just because of how many times it was like a 90 or... 95th or 90th and it was it was always from the 80th minute onwards we just turned off yeah so let's just look at these results right because this is this was this was the margins here AFC Wimbledon Sheffield Wednesday the 16th of October 2 all Cambridge United Sheffield Wednesday 19th of October 1 all Sheffield Wednesday Lincoln City 23rd of October 1 all Cheltenham Town uh, Sheffield Wednesday 30th October Two all. all. Late, late, late conceding from Wednesday in these matches. Yeah. Individual errors in these matches. Defence not really, you know, working as that, a defence here. This was before well, Dunkley's rise. This was when well, we were, we this couldn't was also really. Make it, this was also when we were making a makeshift defence with Johnson at the back. Johnson yeah. was starting to play that kind of position. We were all going, he's a winger. Why is he playing left back? Yeah, but it. it it's interesting, actually, because Johnson's done better later turned, on as we'll get that as, 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 yeah. it's sort of like that centre-back role coming out than he is than he mm. was at left-back during that period. But then it was a really convincing win as November started. Sunderland, Wednesday beat them 3-0. Yep. It was like we'd saved up all our goals, and I've been saying a lot this season so far, Wednesday aren't that clinical, but we're creating chances. And it was the time where we were finishing our chances against Sunderland, and yep. we looked brilliant. And I think I think... If I remember rightly, wasn't Theo quite a standout in this yes, one? Because Theo was. had started to come yeah. in. And he, yeah. And um, it was the rise of the... This is the point where I was saying it's November. Those lone players have had time to gel now. They're coming yeah. in. And this is what lone players are meant to do. They, they come in, they bed in, and before Christmas, they get a run in, and then hopefully that sets them up for the rest of the season. This Sunderland game was a great sign of that. And what was a decent sign, actually, is we the uh, following week, we play Plymouth in the FA Cup. Plymouth mm. who quite battered us, you know, and it was a nil-nil yep. draw and we were actually better than Plymouth in that game in that yep. tie. So it, it looked like things were coming back back, back round Wednesday, you know, because then Pizza Cup comes, we beat Harrogate Town 4-0. Yep. Granted, Harrogate Town actually didn't really take their chances and we took all of ours in that game. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we played Gillingham and it's another one-all and it's getting tight. We're like, come on, we're resetting and we're getting back to these one-alls. So at this point, we've got a replay against Plymouth and we just want to kind of get it out of the way. But that embarrassing 3-0 was really like, I got angry at that result because you do not we get got, dunked out no in the one, first no round. No one turned up. 
Yeah. And it was the first time in a hundred years we'd been dumped out the first round. But as soon as that that got said on telly, we were all like, well, that's us out. Yep. We're not doing this now because yep. we're one for breaking records of last year and the season before show. It was that match where, um, just as you said, nobody turned up. You know, so we needed yeah. a real fight back in the league because that was the 16th of November. We had matches on the 20th and the 23rd that were must wins in my eyes. And Accrington Stanley yeah. was one of those that nearly didn't happen, yeah. but we got the 3-2 win away from home. And that was like, right, okay, we can fight. I think if I recall rightly, we conceded first in that match and it was one of the ones where we, we clawed our way. No, it wasn't. No, no it wasn't. wasn't. This is the one where That's we were 3-0 up. Sorry, yeah. We were 3-0 no. yeah. up at half no, time. Yeah. And then... You are completely right. I'm getting the matches, matches mixed up here because they're next to each other. This is the one where we nearly threw it away. But yes. It was the first time that we didn't fully throw it away. And we were like, yes. okay, could it be worse? But yeah, we were 3-0. Yeah, of course we were. That was a really that, bad game. We were 3-0 up, weren't it, we? It was like that whole thing. It's like, oh, God, it's not going to happen again when they're on one. It's like, right, we got this. We're fine. We turn the corner. Second one goes off. Oh, no, it's happening again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was fun. But then we come to MK Dons and we concede first. Yes. And let's be fair, that first goal they got was a wonder strike. It was. And I it was like, really was. I remember watching that game and I was tweeting at the time going, we need to get a result out of this yep. because we are playing so well. MK Dons have not been in the game and they've scored yep. a wonder goal. We get the equaliser and then we do the sort of late game win, which is massive for us. Wednesday coming from behind and getting the result. You but know. the return of Josh Windath as well, because they yeah. get Josh Windath back. And he didn't know what to do. And one of the best things I love about the celebration, Shay Junkley just pushing him towards the crowd going, go on then, you yeah. go, what do you do? But there's also that bit of me going, don't push him too hard, he's just come back from injury. Don't injure him again. No, that's true. And obviously he was back for the Wiccan game as well. What did you think of uh, the Wiccan game, the one that ended in 2 all just after the MK Dons game? We... We had a good chance in that one. We did come, we got, we came back into it. It was, they go first. We came back into it. This is the one where we had the medical emergency, which in hindsight actually helped us because it got Darren Moore to reset us a little bit. Yeah. But we gave away a silly free kick and that was the whole thing. And we keep doing this where we give silly free kicks away and it puts us in danger because we, we, we concede a lot of set, pick, set piece goals. We, that's, that's been a telltale issue. sign this season, yeah. And this, it, it was it was coming up to this game, like Wickham and MK Don, where you were seeing Shay Dunkley with these headers that he kept on doing, which I was like, great, brilliant, but can you vary it? Because someone's going to work this out. Because every time, I think it was in the MK Don game, I think we had like seven or six corners in the yeah. first half alone. And we were just aiming for Dunkley. But the Wiccan game, it sh it showed that we still had that fight, and we were there was something in there. We and were constantly giving a walk, but before that reset, we were constantly giving the ball away. And I just yeah. remember that really tainting my view of the game because at the end, I was like, you know what, I'll take a point. Even though after that, we were we were miles the better side, but because yeah. we were so wasteful before that reset, I was just thinking we're still not great on the ball, are we? You know, no. but. I took the point at the time, but that could have been three because we were good. We were good that day after that yeah. reset, but it showed we could reset. You know, Darren Moore could go in there and do a bit with the tactics. Also, However, win that second goal. Exactly. What didn't help the next week was getting dunked out of the. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
The cut by Hart- <laughs> the pizza cut by <laughs> Hartlepool. You know. And the so- thing that annoyed me about this game, there were players who should be showing what they want to be. Fringe yeah, players. Players that have been knocking be on Darren Moore's door saying, I need to be playing, give me a chance to play, that turned up and showed why they should not be doing that. They should not be anywhere near that door. And I they think should that be shining the first- their place on the bench. Yeah, I think they've got to get the wood carve and just put the name there permanently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because... this was the game where Darren Moore got angry. Yes. Afterwards. Yeah, it was good to see. It was a change because a lot of people, what people were saying consistently about Darren Moore this season was he's always saying the same things and all oh, the lads have done well. You know, I'm really appreciating the effort from the lads and a lot of erms in there as well. Yeah. But this one where he came out and he was like, it's not acceptable for Sheffield Wednesday, really, is it? You know, and he was, that that's not an exact quote, by the way, but you could tell from his demeanour, it changed. A, a lot of the fringe players, he put the trust in there. He, I remember him playing his system. He played the same system that had been doing well for us in the league the past few matches. He played it with these fringe players in to try and see how yep. they fit into it, and they just fell apart. Wasn't it the game where Barry Bannon had to come on at half-time? We made yeah, on his birthday. On yeah. his birthday, yeah. <laughs> and then we had... Um, Portsmouth versus Wednesday. This was an aw- this was an awkward game. This we did quite mm. well. We kept them quite we kept them quite quiet. But the red card did sort to of mean fair, we had to though, just sit on it that, after a while. After that, that red card also showed me though that this team can dig in and defend yeah. well. Bailey stepped up. Palmer stepped up. Johnson stepped. And that game, only two recognised proper defenders on the pitch. You gotta remember, coming into Sunday game, we were making makeshift defenders yeah. out of this. And what the nice thing that I come out of a couple of these games is Brennan, the youngster, who now put himself a first team player. Definitely. Really you has. know what? I said his first couple of games he was being carried, which you need to be in those games. That yep. wasn't a criticism. But he's finding his feet now. And with somebody next to him, he needs a competent leader next to him, someone that can tell him what to do and, you know, keep him alert. But yeah. if he develops that way, he's a Wednesday. I'm all for it. You know, keep him in, but keep him, yeah. keep him with the proper personnel around him to build him. You know, and really let him see his potential out with us, and do it the right way, and and let him come into the into the club this way. And then the most recent match, we're all the way up to there now. Yep, Sheffield Wednesday versus Crew. Two 0 win. win. We've we've the last match we can talk about today is a win. Yep, and they started an eleven game unbeaten run, <coughs> where. We hadn't done that in like three years. And we were turning corners. Like when we had that MK Don game, that was the first time since like 2019 we'd come back from behind to win at home. We still had the record away, which needs to get done, but we're looking more positive. We're looking like there's something in there, really. Mm. And You've got to look at the last couple of games, considering we don't have defenders at the minute. That's our weak point. We had done very, very well against some very good teams who were up there for promotion. No, we've we've made a good account of ourselves so far this season. I think there's been a lot of frustrating draws, but we're not in the worst position. Definitely not. We're in seventh, you know? We're in seventh, pretty much joint for playoffs at the minute. If we look at our record... We've got a record of 9-10-3. Nine wins, 10 draws, three losses. It's a lot of draws. A lot of draws for a team that wants to be yeah. up there. You want a few more of those to be wins. 37 points, 1.68. So 1.7 a game. Mm. That's so close to the two you need for promotion form. 
You know, yeah. we've just got to get it up there a little bit more. Let, scrap a few of those draws and you get there. We're better at home, which is nice because Wednesday have not always been that. 19 points at, ho- at home, but it is quite close. 18 points away. So <laughs> it's only a point in it. It's, it's the pre-Christmas kind of thing. If we were having the game kind of thing, we could have done something that we haven't done since 2011, 2012. We'll get to 40 points pre-Christmas. Mm. Yeah, and we could. The close it came to was Monk and Carlos on 39 and 37. Yeah. And that, Darren Moore needs a lot of praise for that. Which one was because 37, Carlos or Monk? Monk. No, Carlos. So we're on, we're on the same points as Carlos, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's different leagues, different game numbers and things like that. But at this stage, I don't know if we've played the same games we would have in the championship. No. Um, we've scored 30 he- goals this season so far. We can score, which is nice. Yeah. We conceded 21, which is obviously the, the other side of it. But it, we've got a positive goal difference, which is what you need to be, you know, in firing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I just want to go through some stats of the players so far. Some people like stats. Liam Palmer. He's played 21 for us. He's got joint top matches played along with Barry Bannon for us. uh, He's actually got two assists this season, Palmer. And he's currently sitting on three cards. Palmer's been good so far for me. Real standout player. Barry Bannon. Two goals so far, four assists. Actually, he's got three goals. This is not updated, I don't think, because he's just scored a screamer against uh, Crew. But it's got him down as two penalties here. So unless that, yeah. So he's got three goals. And he's, Bannon's been a Rolls-Royce in this league like we thought he would be. You know, a lot of people say we rely on him a lot, but what you can see the quality he uses when he's come out on the pitch. Bailey peacock Farrell's made 19 appearances for us. He's been inconsistent so far, but we'll talk about him. We're going to do a loan thing in a minute. Lee Gregory, our top scorer on eight goals for us, four assists. He's... I was shocked to see how high up he was in the assist column. Yeah, he's he's been quite an all-rounder for us so far. Jack Hunt, two assists, not bad from right back, you know. Uh, Callum Patterson, two goals, two assists. Good old Big P there. Yeah, chipping in. Dommy Orfa, fourteen appearances for us, three cards in those, but he's he's injured, obviously. Hopefully back mm. shortly. Should be back soon, hopefully. Marvin Johnson's filled in at many positions, as we've said. He's played wing, he's played wing back, he's now playing centre back for us. He's got one assist in all of those games, four cards, so he's one away from a suspension. Something to bear in mind. I don't think he is. I, I is think it not five think, cards in League One? It is five cards, but I think we've hit the point where they can't get cancelled out soon. I think it's after 19 matches they start again. All right, I okay. Think. I'm not too sure on that one, but Lewis Wing. He's played 16 times for us, not really had that much of an impact so far. We'll talk about him when we talk about lone players. Yep. Shea Dunkley, two goals from centre-back for us, 15 appearances. want to talk about him a little bit because he's been a player this season. I, I, yeah. So far, I've been really happy with how Shea Dunkley's coming on. We're seeing the player that we thought we'd see. It's just took him a little while to get back to that fitness, and he's found that, you know, yeah. and um, it's good to see. Dennis Adenirin scored three goals for us before he was injured. Mm. So... That was, uh, it's unfortunate about his injury, but Dennis Adonirin's been a prospect and he's our player, which is nice. You know, yep. he's the signing we brought in. Delhi Basharu's made 13 appearances, one goal, one assist. Been he very good. really solid. 
You know, I, he's, I, he's not being relied on too much, too much, but he's been brought into the squad at the right well, time. Well, think. Well, when you think about it, we were worried that he was going to go. Yeah, we had. We were thinking, is he going to get the game time? We were saying that he needs it. And Monk he's signed him that. and didn't use him. <laughs> yeah, and we've got this thing where you've got players in those positions where it's a hard. That midfield is very hard to break into. But if you take your chance and you do a couple of good games, Delhi Basu is the person you look at to go. You can get still in there if you have a couple of games because I think it was the Cambridge game he came into and he just looked solid. Yep. Canberry, next. 13 appearances for us, four goals. I wouldn't now, mind keeping him. It's worth saying he's only made eight starts. Has he only made eight starts and he's got four goals? Yeah. Eight, he started eight times. 13 appearances in total include the sub appearances. So yeah. he's he's looking all right, Canberry, isn't he? You know, I quite mm. I quite I quite like his style there. Sam Hutchinson's played eight times for us. Could be injured for quite a while. Managed to pick up yeah. two cards in those eight appearances. Jaden Brown played ten times for us. Not really contributed too much so far apart from the one card. Shadipo has played thirteen times for us, seven starts, has got a goal to his name though. Shadipo's yep. looked Bright in spells, you know. It's just the consistency we want to see from him. Berahino, four, four, 14 appearances, sorry, four starts, yep. one goal, one assist. So he's not started that much, obviously. You think no. he's, he's been around a lot. He does get subbed on a lot, but he, he's Darren Moore's not building the team around him, and he's probably wise to do so with someone like Gregory up front who is firing there. But we'll see what, we'll see what happens with Berahino. It's a weird one with Berahino because I just don't, you want it to come good and you want, we're all quite happy when it did happen and he came in, but there's something that I don't know. This league should be quite for his, his, his for the taking. Yeah. Then you've got Luongo, who's now made five appearances, four starts, injured, injured for quite yeah. a while, but when he's come on, he's been very decent, apart from Portsmouth where he got a red. Hope, but he's, he's got the quality. You know, he's got the yeah, quality. He We're not too sure if he's going to be here for a long time. Let's be honest. But if he can help us out this season, he's a great midfielder. Kieran Brennan's now made four appearances for us, four starts. Past few games he's coming through. We talked about him a little bit as he's coming through there. George Byers. Uh, by the way, if these stats are out by like one game or something, forgive us. We're using yeah. the, the proper stats things. It sometimes doesn't fully update, pandemic, all of that. Um, George Byers, yeah, four starts, five appearances, one assist. George Byers shown flashes, but not too much. So far, Joe Wildsmith has uh, played three times for us, and he's done all right in a couple of those. Yeah. In in stuff like the cup and stuff, he's not been too brilliant. In the, in that where he's been called upon, where Bailey Peacock Farrell was on international duty, he's actually really pushed Pe- Peacock Farrell he's to really the point of, in. are you going to pick up the shirt? But in the cup, not so much. Yeah. Um. We've got Josh Windass, who has now made one start, three appearances for us, and scored two goals. Of one assist. Really, that done it. Yeah. Just if what we can we, keep him fit for the rest of the season. And everyone stay away from him. He's not a good player. He's rubbish. No, he's he's absolutely terrible. Um, Silasau has played three times for us. One start and one card. Not too much we've seen from him. We've seen some great stuff from him for the under twenty threes. Yep. Some great skill. Want to see a bit more from him. Lewis Gibson could potentially be coming back to us. There's talks yes. of that. He's 
picked up an injury. He's gone back to Everton, but we st- we've got him on a season-long loan. He made one appearance for us in the league, and we'll see whether he actually comes back. One appearance, and he looked pretty solid as well. Yeah. And then we've signed Mendes Lang, who's made one appearance for us yeah. as well. Need to see a lot more uh, from him. But yeah, they're the uh, stats in terms of that. Anybody that I didn't read out with a memorable stat is because they've not got memorable stats so far, but they've got, the great thing is this is a mid-season review. They've got half a season to put that. To build back up and get, further up the stats and show what they can do. Exactly. Now let's talk about ranking the signing. So I'm going to read these out. Jake, I want you to type away or write away. You're going to rank yours. So I'm going to read who they are. You're going to do your ranking of where you think they are as I'm talking about them, you know, where we got them from, that sort of thing. Um, and then while you're doing that, I'm going to do mine because while you're talking about the ones you've just done yep. and then we can, we can keep it flowing. So I'm going to start describing who they are, where they come from, the sort of deals with it, its loans or permanents. Jake, feel free to uh, rank them for us uh, in your opinion. So yep. uh, starting with, this is going to be one to 15, by the way, because we brought in 15 players in this uh, in the summer. So the first one is Lewis Gibson. He's from the Everton under-23s. He's alone. He's 21 years old. We talked about the injury there. But uh, Lewis Gibson is one of the centre-backs we brought in. Marvin Johnson, we thought we were bringing as an attacking player. He's actually a permanent deal. He is um, 30 years old. We brought him in from Burra. He probably could have stuck around at Burra, but he wanted to get off and and get game time. And I think he's a good Mm -hmm. free free transfer for us. Uh, I did at the time. So we'll have to see how he does over the course of the season there. Jack Hunt, 30 years old. We know who Jack Hunt is. Former Wednesday player, right back. Came from Bristol City. We sold him to Bristol City for, I think, 1.7 million at the time. We got him back on a free. We all went, that's a solid bit of business. Unfortunately, we were relegated in the process, but you know. Um, George Byers, a player that we got on a free transfer, despite him being under contract at Swansea. It's rumoured it's a hefty sell-on. He is... 25 years old. He's actually a very good age for a player that can develop there. So George Byers, I forget he's 25. You know, there's still more to come from mm. him. That's probably why Swansea wanted the sell on. The next one is a 22-year-old Jaden Brown, another free transfer from Huddersfield in the championship. Quite highly rated at Huddersfield, but never really got that many opportunities. 22 years old, there's opportunities for him to grow. I actually think now we've probably been quite harsh on him thinking that he's 22. You know, at this level, he's probably needs some more experience if you consider his age against our other fullbacks. We've also brought in Silla So. Silla So, as we said a little bit more, he's 25 years old. He's a free transfer. He is our player. We just need to see a bit more from him. He uh, came from the Eredivisie, from RKC Walswick. I've probably said that that. very, very wrong, but we need to see a bit more from him. Then... Dennis Adeniran, 22 years old. Everton played for the under-23s on a free transfer. We got him. Looks like a good bit of business, that, indeed. Especially, I forget he's young. I forget he's like 22, 23, you know. Lewis Wing. This is a loan. I think the rest of these are loans now, yep. So Lewis Wing is a loan from Middlesbrough. He's 26 years old. Highly rated at Rotherham last season on his loan. But maybe a little bit to be desired for Wednesday. The next one is Bailey Peacock-Farrell, on loan from Premier League Burnley, 24 years old. Then we've got Florian Camberry, who is on loan from 
FC St. Gallen in the Super League. He's 26 years old, centre forward, doing all right. Theo Corbinu, one that we were quite excited about and Wolves fans are very, very keen to see how he gets on because, and Canadian fans, you know, uh, fans of the Canadian national team are very keen because he's one of their youngsters, 19 years old. Just got young player of the year as well. He has, that's very true. Shadipo was uh, is on loan from QPR, had a bit of an injury, 24 years old, but he has come through and he started to make appearances for us. Oh, back to some free transfers now, actually. Saido Berahino, he's been signed on a free until the end of the season. He was a free transfer, but he was playing at Zwat Warem Gem. Yeah. Belgium. I, Belgium, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to say that, isn't it? Yeah. The next free transfer is Lee Gregory. Centre forward, 32 years old, now 33. He was at Stoke and he has come to us for a free. We all thought a great signing at this level. Hopefully, we were just saying, please don't don't this be the year that your legs just collapse and you end up like yeah. biscuits. And last, uh, we, we don't know if it's least yet because we've not seen much of him, Nathaniel Mendes-Lang, who can play as a utility player, but mainly on the wings. What are your rankings, Jake? 1 to 15. So, Louis Gibson, I give a two. From what I saw from him, he looked okay, but not no, seen no, no, enough. No, no, I meant in order. You want him in order? I want him in order. Ooh. One the best, 15 the worst. So, so you, can, you can do that based on what you've rated him. So. My, my bet is a tie between Bailey and Lee Gregory. Right, okay, go from your bottom first. We've just, so, uh, it go Gibson, Sal. Okay. Give me some explanations. So come on, Jake. You're a podcast host. You've been doing this for a while now. We can do this on the fly. So, so Gibson (laughs) for me, it's the situation we hadn't seen enough. I saw enough for it to see what he was like, but it's not. It's not enough games. We haven't seen enough to see what he's like. So I've seen great bits of play from him when he's been playing well in like the under twenty threes and the Pete's Cup. But where's the consistency in the league? So he gets the two. borderline a three because when he can get going, he's very, very good. The Bayers gets a, no, Berahino, sorry, gets a three because I was expecting more for him. I really was expecting him to, all the talk we heard at the start of this, him coming in, it's a, it was like a redemption. It was his t- time to show what he can do. You got Darren Moore, who's the father figure there that I've been there for ages, but it just hasn't seemed to go right yet. And he needs to kick on, especially since we own him. Because if he was doing well and say someone came up higher, we could get something for him. But right now, I don't see anyone coming in for him. Then I got two, now I've got three fours in Jack Hunt, Wing, and Lang. So Hunt, uh, not him. Buyers and wingers look really good for me. They looked solid. Uh, not seen much as him, to be fair, but he looked like if he can get some game time in and play recently, it'll be good. Wing started off well, but dropped off. Can't seem to get into the squad. Lang, yes, we'd only seen him one time, but what I saw going forward, he was actually really good at trying to get the ball forward, trying to go for runs, trying to just beat that man. So Shadipo is at five, not seen much in, but when he does get going, he's good on that wing. He can c- cut in. The problem I've got with 
Shadipo, he's the kind of player, if you go back to QPR, someone like Oxford, who had him the season before, will turn around and say, you're coming back to us, he's going to do good again. And this is the bit where I'm really worried about with some of the players who are on loan, because we could lose something we desperately need to keep. Jack Hunt and Theo are my players at six. Hunt just been solid. I think there's defensively there are questions at times, but going forward, he's... He's the Jack Hunt as a whole. We know what he can do. Theo's looked a lot better since he got a more run of game time. I'd like to see him progress more on the down more. He got a trick in him, which can be a blessing and a curse at times. He does love that step over, and that sometimes gets him caught out a bit. But that being said, he is very good at getting forward. And interviews have come out recently that the squad kind of got him out of that kind of, I'm the big boy, I'm from the Premier League. He's starting to look like a really good team player. Canberry and Adeneran at seven, I think they've just been superb. Uh, I like how they play. Dennis, I'd like to see a bit more consistency with the injury record, but for free transfer, he's absolute quality. I don't know where Darren Moore got, got him got him from in terms of who recommended him. He was very good at Wickham the following season. And it was a transfer that we knew that was coming, but it took a while to nap, but it, he'd been really solid. He really has. Canberra's looked really good. He really is solid player. Yes, the stat that we said earlier actually shocked me. I didn't realise he'd had that many goals in that many appearances, which is superb. And he's, he runs, he runs a lot. For it. He reminds me of the Atinuhu, but with a little bit more work, work for rate, if you know what I mean, in yeah. how he gets back at defence, because you never had that. And Bailey and Lee Gregory are nine for me because they've just been solid. I think Bailey, yes, with the mistakes he's made at times, he could have gone down to eight, but the game where he saved us and mind the button, he has really helped us going into that kind of period where we look solid, a lot, a lot solid at the back when he is there. And Lee Gregory, just, it's just been superb. I was hoping this would be one that would work. You saw his record when he was Millwall in League One and he's just gone back to that Lee Gregory. The only di bit the disappointment with him is that we haven't seen a lot of him because he's had a little niggle. But if he can get through those niggles, I think we'll be fine. Cool. No, thanks for that, Jake. Obviously, Jake did ratings there. Ranking and ratings are slightly different. Yes. Uh, but I have done rankings, so we will do this in order. Obviously, we, where we might agree on some stuff, where we might disagree on some stuff, we can have a conversation about it. But 15th, as which would have worked out on yours as well. I've got Gibson at 15th um, yep. because I think you've just... I've seen him be solid for like half a match. Not yeah. a, I've got nowhere near enough... To, to go on potentially it was all right but even if you look at the other plays and you're talking about potential Gibson has to fall in 15th there for me then it's so because so's got flashes that's why it goes above uh Gibson for me and so's also our player so it makes more sense to bring him in you know mm. um but he's still ranking quite low because we've not seen a lot from him there's, you know, we we has played. It's not been. I've not been fully convinced, and it's kind of a toss up here because I've got Berahino in thirteenth. Because Berahino, for me, I wanted to be in that top five. I wanted him to come on and be the striker that comes off the bench and scores the goals, or actually imp, imp, affects the game a little bit more. You know, and it's it's unfortunate for 
for him and for us as a club and for me personally, especially with how well he's doing in my FIFA career mode, I have to keep saying it, you know. The man cannot stop scoring goals for me in my career mode, but in real life I'm watching them like, ah. <laughs> You've got false hope, haven't you? <laughs> well, yeah. Because I, I, I've even changed the his magic, you know, Saido Berahino line in the FIFA game. Because let's be honest, <laughs> we'd start singing it if he was scoring the amount of goals for me he's doing in the championship mind on my FIFA career mode as well. You know, he's been with yeah. us through the League One in the championship. He's, he's banging in the goals. I think he's like nearly, he's, he's one of the highest scorers in the championship for me. And then you get out of Fantasyland and he's just not been there for us. And I've got to put Lang just above him in 12th because Lang is more of the potential. So it's kind of difficult because you can't really place him there. <laughs> if it, It's probably a bit meaner on the, the people lower than him, like Berahino, So and Gib, not Gibson because we haven't seen him, but Lang has still got the sort of like, he's got the blessing of optimism to be higher there. Okay, so that's why I put him in 12th, but I can't put him any higher. I could have potentially put him lower because I've not seen enough from him. But I'm going off reputation in kind of like that flash we saw in his first appearance mm. there. It's It's difficult. Wings in 11th for me. Yeah. So first, you know, he's been all right. But from what I heard and what I'd seen of him last season, in, in, you know, he's disappointed me a little bit so far. You know, I, I thought he'd be m- much more solid than he has been. And he has been better in recent matches that we've seen him in. But I just think his overall season has, mm. not, has not lived up to it fully for me so far. I've got, in 10th, I've got Brown. Now, Brown has not been great. He's been all right in earlier matches. He's got the hungry attitude of knocking on the manager's door, that sort of thing. You know, he, he wants to play matches. He's he, Him and Shadipo have both. Him, Shadipo, so I think they've all sort of talked about wanting to play more. You know, I don't know how, who's done it publicly or not. But Brown, in terms of a signing, ranking the signing, he's 22 years old. This was a really good free transfer, you know. He's somebody that's got to get that experience in there. And though he's not impressed me that much this season, he gets the 10th spot on the ranking because he he has time and he's young and it's a good bit of business in my eyes. We'll see how he kicks on and see if he can get some game time and be that. Because we've got aging fullbacks. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. In ninth, I've got Byers. I think uh, Byers could have done more but he's also been fairly solid when we've seen him, you know, and he's a good age and he was a, he was a good signing. Gives us that depth in midfield where a lot of us were saying, is he going to replace Bannon? I don't think he's going to be that personally, but I think he's been a, a decent signing in that regard, but he's ninth for me. In eighth, I've got Shadipo. The injury didn't help. He'd have probably been a little bit higher, but he has been good. In flat, in flashes, he's been very good, you know, but he's, he's be, it's the inconsistency that doesn't get him higher there for me. He's eight for me. In seventh, I've got Johnson. Now, this would have been much lower a few matches ago, but he's 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 getting or he's getting pretty solid, Johnson. You know, and not in his natural position. In that back three, he's playing very well. That makeshift back three, you know, we've we've not even mentioned Patterson going at centre back, which is mental, Insane. you know. But FIFA again, but <laughs> Johnson Johnson's impressed me recently. He wasn't impressing me so... That's how quickly football can change. Early October, I wasn't impressed. No. Now, I, uh, he's, he's got seventh for me because that could be even higher if he can kick on and keep it consistent throughout the season. In sixth, I've got Jack Hunt because Jack Hunt... That's probably quite high for me, actually, considering I've been like, we don't he's even need him. him. We don't even yeah. need him. 
but he is still he is still a very good fullback. You know, he can just get into trouble sometimes, and that's my issue with it because we've got Palmer. We I felt like we didn't need Hunt. You know, because yeah. it would push Palmer out to the left, which we have found it's happened quite a lot this season. But now we've got this back three sort of situation. But I do think Hunt's been quite solid, apart from clangers, which is ridiculous statement. Oh, he's been great, but the clangers. Apart from where he's been sat on his arse a couple of times, you know, by some players, he's still showing signs of being the Jack Hunt we all used to know and love, you know? So, yeah. sick for me. Top five's obviously going to be tricky because this is where you get into the tail end of the decent signings. This is probably controversial in itself, but in fifth, I've got Corbinu, right? So, Corbinu breaches the top five, but he doesn't get any higher for me because of his decision-making. Mm-hmm. Right, I like his I like his attitude towards you know trying things, and he's not afraid to try things. But some of his decision making in those you know the one alls and those two alls, yeah. I've been like, mate, that's when you should have passed. He always yeah. tries for the screamer, which I love, right? But when we need results, that's where he needs a bit more maturity to his game, and he'll get that. That's why he's on loan. You know, he's nineteen. At the end of the day, nineteen. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say, the kid. Exactly, he'll get that. But he gets top five. We'll see if that can be the number one by the end of the season. Now, it's interesting because I think a lot of people put these the other way around because they don't really see this guy as the player over Corbin. But for me, he is. I've put Canberry in fourth because mm. I think he's been... a. It's really hard to pick between them, but like Canberry, for me, we talked about his goals, his four goals in those appearances, you know, not many starts, eight starts. And if what he does, if what he does off the ball. Yeah, though, I like his movements very good. I quite like the way he can he can hold it up and move. He's quite technical. I think, I think he's he's a bit of a gem of a signing if he can keep that consistency up there. Now I've been a bit more kind to my number three than you had. You were very kind, but I've been even kind in putting him here. I've got Adoniran in third because when Adoniran has played, Jesus Christ, Solid. man. Mm. Like, his surging runs, the link-up with Gregory in the midfield and, you know, the attack. We want that in our team. And Adoniran, yeah. his age, it's his age for me here and his, his composure with it. Now, his injuries are obviously are a worry, but it's his composure with the attack there. I just think he gets top three for me, he gets third. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. Right. Second, I've got Peacock Farrell. Right. He could go lower for me, though, because he's dropped some absolute clangers this season. He just happens to have gone on really good form for the past few matches before the mid-season review. He started the season, we all loved him. And then he he fell off a cliff with his form, dropping individual areas. He's cost us probably about nine points. And you can't overlook that. And I don't really want to put him in second because of that. But he's also saved us points. So does it balance out the penalty saves, the the big saves in matches? What were you saying a couple of weeks ago? He got no international duty. He now Mm. needs to do performance to get keep his number one spot. Yeah, exactly. He's head probably a bit closer to club football than it is international. Yeah. At the top of the chain, I've got Gregory. You can't not. He's got. He's got. (laughs) Gregory's got eight goals for us. Yeah. You know, Gregory has is, is, is embodied everything that Wednesday is. And I just... Wednesday is and what needed. Yeah, what we need. At 33 years old, he could become... He could become a club legend if he gets this club promoted. 
Yeah. Because if you, I know that sounds ridiculous because it's League One, but think about a lot of our recent club legends. The players we love are that team that got us up. Mm. Yeah, very much so. Uh, so Gregory does top the chart there for me. No, that was a fun little activity. We hadn't done activities like this for a while. We used to do it all the time. Remember the big three-hour three hour specials? Back when we had time because we were locked <laughs> in our houses. Right. Um, so, I want to have a quick look. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, I did a predictions video at the start of the season. And I want to see how it's faring. So far, I'll also do a proper reaction at the end of the season. But if you are new to my channel, go Dexterity Box on YouTube. If you are an audio listener, I do predictions for the league that wins during every season. Now, I'll admit, I, don't, I didn't know too much about League One. I knew a fair bit. I didn't know a lot. So this was a, a bit of a blind one for me. And I had to do a lot of research digging into this and look at stats and look at signings and look at just general chat to fans and things to do this my predictions aren't the worst thing in the world i don't think but they're also not the best depends which fan base <clears throat> you're talking to it does we'll go for my bottom four so my bottom four i had morecambe at the bottom cambridge united in 23rd afc wimbledon in 22nd and shrewsbury town in 21st one of those teams is in the bottom four yep which isn't bad at this Not stage bad. of the season, especially because two of them are only just hovering above it. But the also, the one that's in the bottom four did have a great <coughs> start. Yeah, Morecambe. I put yeah. Morecambe at the bottom of the league. They are actually f- fourth from bottom, but they are in the relegation zone. Shrewsbury, who I had in 21st, are 20th, by the way. So that's not too bad. Yeah. I also had AFC Wimbledon down there. They're in 17th. They're in 32 points, I think. Nope, they're not the points. Sorry, I'm looking at something different. They are on... 25. 25 points. So there is a bit... They are six points there. But Shrewsbury are actually joint. I technically have Shrewsbury in the right position because they're joint on ports, points with Morecambe. So mm. I've got... Let's, let's give me a one and a half down that bottom end. <laughs> Now, my 20 to 15 were Cheltenham, Burton, Fleetwood, Accrington, Stanley, Crew, and Gillingham. Now, Crew are rock bottom. I had Crew in 16th because I was. I didn't know too much about Crew, probably. Um, let's have a look. Did I get any of those right? Fleetwood are in 19th. I had them in 18th. That's not bad currently. Yep. They've also done something very weird today. They've now got a South African Fleetwood team and a Dubai Fleetwood team. They've done like an international branch, I think. It's very strange. That, that is a little bit odd. I didn't get any of the others right, though, in there so far. There is still shifting. I'll do a proper reactions at the end, but I have got one in that pack. The others that are... Yeah, Cambridge are doing better than I thought they were going to do. Mm. Hmm. Where did I have Cheltenham? Where are Cheltenham? The 14th. Oh, yeah, I'd have been 20th. That's, it's going to be interesting to see these at the end of the season. But yeah, let's go for the next five. So, I, oh, <laughs> my 14th <laughs> is so bad. <laughs> In 14th, I have Plymouth. 
<laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's a looking fair. I'm going, oh, no. In 13th, I had Wigan. <laughs> In 12th, I had Portsmouth. In 11th, I had MK Dons. And in 10th, I have Bolton Wanderers. I've got one in this pack again. Bolton Wanderers. Yeah. Accrington Stanley at 10th. Yeah, I thought thought Bolton were going to kick on a little bit more, actually, this season. I thought they were going to momentum their way up. Well, they they were doing well up until when their manager said, we're one of the best teams in the league. And... That's your yeah. team talk done. You just write that on the whiteboard. That's all you need to know. And middle of the season, had a falling out with the captain and manager. He transfers him the next day to Stockport. Yeah. In fairness, actually, if you're looking at these in terms of the overall table, I've only got like MK Dons and Portsmouth out by about three or four spaces. So there's time mm, for movement true. there, really. Um, so that's not too bad here. But I will look at the... Uh, Let's look at 10 to 7th. Uh, no, 9th to 7th, sorry. I had Donny in 9th. MK Dons are there, by the way. I had Charlton in 8th. Again, another one that's a few spaces out. Charlton yep. are only actually six points. It's a six-point sway there currently. Um, And in 7th, I had Rotherham. And Wednesday are in 7th. Yeah, yep. Now... Doncaster Rovers at ninth. I actually said in the video that I want to put them lower because I think they're going to really struggle <laughs> this season. But I also thought that like you're, they've been, yeah. you know, you're, you're baiting a lot of people there if you do that. So I gave them the benefit of the doubt and they are in, uh, let me just check, 23rd. So yep. it's not going great for them so far. I, I think Portsmouth are doing all right in eighth, obviously. Wednesday, mm. you're in seventh. This is where we get into the point, though, right? Where I've obviously got Rotherham fans. I've got, you know, other fans coming in going, looking at these predictions going, ah, these are going well sort of thing. And I'm like, right. I had I had Rotherham in seventh, Wednesday in seventh, but they're joint on points with sixth, two points off fifth, five points off fourth, third, and second. And seven points off top. Yeah. So that's how close it is mid-season. That's, that's the point. There's seven, point, seven points can be... We could swap places with Rotherham still, you know? Yep. Let's go for my six to three, shall we? I got Wickham Wanderers, Sunderland. Uh, Sunderland were in fifth. Oxford United in fourth. And Lincoln City in third. Lincoln have been the big disappointment for me this season. 18th, yep. obviously. Really struggling our Lincoln. You got Oxford pretty much close. I did very well with the top, top, uh, mm. top. You know, three to six. Cause sixth is Plymouth. I had Wickham. Wickham are in fourth. Fifth, I had Sunderland. Sunderland are in third. Third, uh, fourth, I had Oxford. Oxford are in fifth. And then obviously Lincoln was my one. Plymouth were the one that caught me out. Yeah. So my up there is not too bad so far. Oh, it gets worse. Second. <laughs> Are currently Wigan Athletic. I had Sheffield Wednesday. I thought we'd creep automatics, but the gel wasn't early enough. It could still happen, but the gel's yeah. not been there. Top I had Ipswich Town, and so did so many other people now talking about it. And what has happened to Ipswich Town? 12th. It's, Ipswich Town is a case of 
This is the first time under new ownership under a while. So they got remember they got taken over just before the season. Mm-hmm. Paul Cook came in, didn't really do the job they were all hoping to because they sacked him. I think uh, McKenna from Manchester United, one of the assistants, is apparently about to get the Ipswich job. Yeah, I've which heard is that interesting too. how they do that. And a lot, a lot of players. I think they had nineteen players in. It's just been a gel thing, hasn't it? You know, we've had we've yep. had our fair share of it, and that is the the sign of it. But they're not awful so far, them actually. There's nope. a few clangers in there, as there is every season. But I do think we'll find like my last season's championship predictions were good. Actually, mm-hmm. they were pretty spot on, apart from Wednesday. But uh, that's obviously there's always going to be the bias in there. But no, I'm happy with them so far. It'd be interesting to see because obviously when we do the end of the season, I'll do the reaction. So. The thing we'll is, you're going to be interested to see what happens with the likes of Donny and stuff like that because Donny is still managerless. Yeah. It's which is still managerless. The talk that Gillian could get rid of Evans soon. There's some clubs that are looking at pulling the trigger on managers and you might get that new manager bounce that gives them that momentum. And also, Plymouth are crashing. Yeah. So I had them in 14th. There's a chance they get 14th, right? Their last five matches are four losses and a draw. Mm. So that could happen. There's still half a season. Also, remember, we're coming into January. What normally happens in League One is you've got a striker that's on form, they go to the championship. If you've got a player on form, they go to the championship. I think we're all right without with losing League Gregory though, because he's 33. You know, that's the good thing about having a striker that's older that's in form. Yeah. Because there's more risk in taking them because they, if they don't adapt, they haven't got a future really in the in the sport to adapt. Look at look at if Morecambe lose Stockton as a classic example. If they lose him, that he if they if he doesn't go, they don't win. There isn't another talisman. Yeah. So you could you could see Ryan Lowe Preston raid Plymouth for players because he knows what the financial situation is. So he might be able to put good deals in front of them to say, there you go. Yeah, he could. How do you feel about us going forward then? So that's been our mid-season review, talking about all that sort of stuff. I just want to see us get a little bit more... A lot. I want to see us get a player back fit. And I want to see us see what we can do in January in terms of bringing in a defender. And possibly... It's a defender, it's a defender and possibly maybe another forward for me. Okay. But... It, it getting that back line a bit more solid because midfield was stacked, was stacked with players. But if we can start converting these chances that we keep doing, we'll be up there at the end of the season because we're starting to put these silly little performances away and we're starting to grind results out. Our big thing is when we come against a Morecambe, a Cambridge, we still got that it's only Morecambe mentality and it's got to be every team is a Man City and we're out there to beat them mentality yeah. instead of this little old team against big old Wednesday because they don't think that that way. They mm. come to us and go, it's massive Wednesday, we're going to put a good showing out. No, yeah, I, uh, I, I agree. It's, I'm optimistic about the rest of the season, if it can actually be played. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Yes. But um, it's been good to just talk football. You know, yeah, and chat about it and not have to worry about anything topical or I mean we got quite topical with all the current stuff at the start. But um all that football knowledge, you know. We yeah. will you will not see another episode till us till after the Yule now. 
So no. have a very Merry Christmas and a happy... Uh, no, well, I might... Uh, you might hear from me before New Year, but it depends if the writings have been there. If not, you won't. But we will see what happens. But anyway, have a lovely have Christmas. A, well, from me, have a lovely Christmas and a happy New Year. And just remember, spend time with your loved ones, be safe, and we'll all be back talking about Wednesday at the end of the... End of the end January. Of the, some point in January. January we'll be yeah. there. So, 22, yeah. So, yeah, 2022, back to some normality of football and talking we think but yeah that's been it uh for episode 48 of the talking wednesday podcast thank you very much as always for watching make sure you leave us nice some christmas reviews would be lovely guys yeah you could leave us some reviews but uh we will leave that one there and we will see you in the next episode of talking wednesday see ya